All right, hi everyone. Welcome to Trick Talks Season Two. Um, today we have Aiden with us. Normally we're on Instagram Live. We're doing things different now, so we're on a Google Meet. Um, so Aiden is here already. No technical difficulties. My name is Barbara Lally, and Aiden, how are you today? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. Good. Are you ready to get started? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. So give us a little bit um, of information about you and your BFRB. Well, I have trichotillomania, and I know I'm not as um, educated as I should be. What is the one uh, for nail biting? Do you know? The nail biting one? Oh, it starts with an O. I know that. I just know it as nail biting. I actually don't know if I know how to say that word. <laughs> I don't either. So like, I have I have trick and O. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I guess the nail biting has been the most prevalent so far until about two years ago. Um, I'm 19 um, and I just, I'm a, I'm a freshman in college, um, but I bite my nails all the time. And my grandfather would even do checks sometimes. Um, I'd see him weekly. He'd give me a dollar if my nails looked good. And eventually I was like, I don't care about the dollar. Like, I'm just going to bite my nails. It makes me feel better. But trick oh my gosh this is uh this is a funny one i think it it started when i was like probably 10 years old um and i would just play with my hair like twirl it around um i, I will also say that i am transgender so this was before i i transitioned i had long hair um and everything and um one day i was just watching tv with my dad and he turned on my strange addiction and I don't know if you've seen the episode, but there's an episode where this girl is like addicted to eating her hair. Ooh, and I was like, I was like, dad, I do that. And he was like, no, you don't. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then it kind of like faded out. Um, I didn't notice it until about two years ago, I guess. My junior, uh, junior year of high school, I got out of a really awful toxic relationship and my gender dysphoria was at an all-time high um and i just i resorted to uh, pulling my hair but i i don't even remember like how it started or if one day i was just like oh that's cool you know um it just mm -hmm. i started noticing that my hair was missing and then i was freaking out and trying to hide it um and like i'd shave my head and i'd be fine for a long time and then something would happen and then I'd be pulling really bad again. And I had been good for a couple months until I got to college. And then college was like, oh, mm -hmm. um, but I don't have my, um, my sister, my sister would always like watch me. She'd be like, stop, like, or like, like pat my hands away. And I'm like, it, it annoys me so much. And I'd like yell at her, <laughs> I'm not doing anything, but she meant well so like i'm yelling at her i'm not doing anything wrong and um, and then i'd stop and i don't have that here so it's been mm -hmm. kind of a difficult thing and i know some people are like actually mad when people do that but i really appreciated when my sister would call me out on it mm -hmm. now when you saw it on the my strange addiction was that the first time you heard of the name trichotillomania or did you kind of like do any google search how did you what was that like it didn't even say trichotillomania. It was just, oh. she's addicted to eating her hair. Um, she would like pull it out and like rub the, like the follicles along her lip or something. And I was like, I do, that. Uh -huh. I do that. I didn't find a word for it until after about a year and a half of like dealing with it. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was like, I was like, I'm crazy. 
no one else does this. Like, no one else does this. What is wrong with me? And then I actually started looking it up. And then I found out that nail biting falls into the same categories. And I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. And then um, I actually started a Instagram page about it when I first found out about the word, because I, I did so much Googling. And then I was like, I need to reach out to everyone who has this and we need to be friends and it's going to be okay. But then some people from my high school found it. So I deleted it, which mm -hmm. I regret because it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Mm -hmm. What? So I was, that's a good, a good like segue into my next question, which is, were you kind of open about your pulling with people or was that something you kind of hid to yourself? At first it was something I really hid um, because high school was awful. <laughs> like mm -hmm. being a transgender person and having a disorder that not many people know about or recognize, it was I kept it really hidden and I'd wear hats all the time. And when people like would find out, they're like, because you can see I have pretty nice color here. So everybody loves my hair and they wanted to see it all the time. And they, so aside from having trick, my hair was always um, a focal point. So when it started being an issue for me, more people would see it and then I'd hide it because it's like, this isn't the hair that they admire, you know, because only redhead in my high school. What the heck? Um, but now that I'm in college, sometimes I just go to class without covering up. Um, I My hair was really long, like last week. <laughs> I mean, it was probably like down to here. And then I had like, I was like, I can't stop pulling. And then I tried to like give myself a mullet, but it looked awful. So I just cut the rest of it off. But sometimes I just go to class without hiding my bald spots. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> and all my friends here know about it as well. Um, I even told my roommate that he hasn't done it. Um, but I told him, I was like, you need to yell at me if you see me doing this. Um, but then there's been times where he's like, Aiden, why is your hair all over the floor? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but and it's not something I hide anymore because it's like I said, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. And I really wish that I didn't um, take down my page when I started it. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about the journey of getting to the point where you're like at school and you're saying, this is me, like, that's it. Like, how did that go from hiding to being so open about it? Um, I think it was actually quarantine. Um, because it got really bad over quarantine when I had nothing else to do and I, you know, doing work on my laptop like this, no one else around, I can just, you know, I can just sit there and go to town. Um, and then it got to the point where I couldn't hide it. Um, I couldn't hide it at all. So that was kind of the forcing of, I just have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I, I saw people that would wear wigs and stuff, but I was like, wigs are going to make my gender dysphoria really bad because oh. I, you know, I don't like, I know things shouldn't be gendered, but in my already messy gender, like <laughs> head, um, oh. I was like, I can't, I can't wear wigs. Um, and then I started my hat collection and I think I have about 40 hats in my closet. Like there's like wow. stacks. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, back to your question, I kind of, got off track a little bit, but it was quarantine um, when 
like because right before quarantine we had a concert for graduation um from like last year oh it wasn't right before it was probably like two months um and i had to wear a black bandana because we're supposed to wear all black and i was like i i don't know how to like cover this up right now so i wore a black bandana and then um people were like making fun of me at school like like saying that i was racist because i was wearing a do-rag and i'm not black mm -hmm. and i was like wait i'm not i'm not doing anything i'm just trying to hide my hair um mm -hmm. and then i did i like i really didn't want to offend anybody um and i apologized and i tried to tell them what was going on but they weren't having it and i was like okay um so i think that was a big turning point and then not having anything to distract me from my hair and um i think it's l'oreal the cover um it's like root like gray root spray do you know what i'm talking oh, yeah. about mm -hmm. i found that and then i was like oh yes my life is saved <laughs> um so then i started using that um and going out with my hair and like i was like oh this is nice to have like the wind in my hair and no hats on again and then um it started raining um, one day and mm. it just left um so and then that that was another time where i was like well i don't have a hat i have to go into this store don't have any mm. more spray um and then i realized i don't care if people look at me like I'm hotter than them anyway. You know, I was like, hey, I, need to have yeah. this I was like, I don't care if they look at me um, for having something like, honestly, I could teach, I could use it as a teachable moment. Be like, Hey, you probably haven't heard about this, but this is a thing. Mm -hmm. And um, when I started not hiding it in college, I met a lot more people or like people from high school or were that were in the community that reached out and were like, hey, I did have this. I was just afraid. Wow. How did that feel? Like having people reach out to you and say, hey, look, they're confiding in you now. Like, that's great. But then they're like, how do I stop it? And I'm like, oh, you got to go to someone. I like I can't help you here. <laughs> So it was, it's great on one hand that I educated them and showed them like that this is okay and that it's a real thing, but then I feel bad because I can't really help them because I don't know how to help myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, so I, look, this is a, I guess it would be a sensitive question, so you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Um, but like for me, I, I feel like my goal isn't to stop. You know, I feel like this is something I'm kind of living with going to do my best with it, of course. But my goal isn't to be pull free. Is that something that, how do you feel about that phrase, being pull free? See, it's, it's different for different people, of course. But for me, that's always been this like big, like giant sign, like that's in bright lights, like you need to be pull free. Like in my head, it's mm -hmm. like, you need to just not do this. And I don't think that's realistic for me. Mm -hmm which has taken years to realize like because i just i get tired and i'd shave my head and be like ah, i'm not gonna pull next time it's gonna grow out and i'm not gonna pull um but that just puts too much pressure on you mm -hmm. like i'd rather <coughs> sorry <coughs> i'd rather um have ways of making it i guess less frantic or or realizing that it's a problem and being able to stop then having like you have to like you can't do it at all 
I don't know. Does that make sense? It's like, yeah. Like, I don't want to be pull free yet. I know that that's not going to happen. Um, I, I just, I've, I'm able to have my hair look nice without being pull free. So I'm going to keep trying to do that because that's an accomplishment. Um, being able to, um, I had, I had a moment a couple days ago. It was like, I recognized that I was pulling. And I was like, I usually don't recognize that I'm doing this. Or I recognize it and be like, okay, just like two more. But then I <laughs> But this night, like I recognized it and I stopped. And I was like, this is an accomplishment. I was able to stop without someone like walking in my room. Like before, honestly, if my like roommate walked in the room or something, I'd be like, ah, you know? <laughs> uh -huh. but I was just sitting there and I like, I stopped and I, I put my hat on and then I went back to typing my paper and I was like, I did that. You gotta, yeah. you gotta celebrate the little things rather. I used to have this like tracker on my phone that would track how many days I haven't pulled my hair out. And it was just such a toxic mindset that it got me set in because then as soon as I had to reset it, I was like, you're a failure. I can't believe this is, this is something so small. You can just not do this. Um, but it, it's not, it's not small. Like don't discredit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. I, I had to get rid of the tracker for the same reason. I'm like, for, and then I started lying on it. <laughs> like I would pull it here and be like, well, it's just one. Like I'm not going to mark it. Like I yeah. started lying to myself. Like what, what am I doing too? here? <laughs> yeah. Like who, who, why am I trying to impress here? Cause it's all, it's just me and this app. Like what is going on? Like, I right. Like if I didn't go over 10, I wouldn't reset it. <laughs> 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 literally literally yeah mm -hmm. exactly so let's talk about the online community i know you have an instagram now i follow you of course um and how has it been you know getting back out there and kind of being more open about it and, and sharing and meeting people and things like that well i don't have um an instagram entirely dedicated to trek anymore mm -hmm. but rather mixed it in with everything that I am like so like I post mostly about my musical journeys and stuff but then there's some personal life posts or within the music posts I'll talk about like a certain struggle I had with trick that week and it's it's so nice um and I can't like I don't want to say thank you to this disorder but thank you because that's where I met Chloe <laughs> my girlfriend who was on this um this podcast last season, um, I met so many positive people and we've been like sharing, um, sharing stories and tips and little fun things to like, um, to like help with, um, hair pulling. Um, there's been a few friends that I made. That's like one thing worked for me. It didn't work for them. And we like discussed why it didn't. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I really like that there's so many people and I didn't even, I didn't even realize there was, there was this many people <laughs> that were so positive about it. And, um, they're not just on Instagram. There's a Facebook group that I joined, um, because I had Facebook before I had Instagram where it's like all these positive pictures all the time. And, um, it's like, they have like bald spot positivity Wednesday or something mm -hmm. like they all post theirs and they're like, Hey, look how cute he is today. <laughs> it's so nice. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for the online community that I've built because I've made a lot of friends and good connections and I've spread a lot of awareness to um, people um, around here about it. That's fantastic. And I, I do want to bring up the fact that you're a musician. Can you tell us about just that? Like, you know, when did you start playing these instruments? You play so many, I don't even know how many. <laughs> I don't even know how many. Um, <laughs> I mean, I play viola mostly, which, do you even know what that is? It's like, isn't it a small violin? Oh my gosh. It's a big violin. It's a big one? It, That's not the cello though. It, it has cello strings. It has, okay, so violins like this, violas like that. Oh. And then cello. Jello's big and then bass is like bigger. <laughs> I'm editing that part out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but so a viola is like bigger than a violin, but has like cello strings. So it's like the middle child. But I play viola, violin, guitar, bass, uh, ukulele, piano, pretty much anything with strings and then piano. <laughs> um, and I started that when I was like nine. And I'm in college as a music major, and I'm actually kind of thinking on, um, I'm going to stay in this school and keep um, pursuing music, but I think when I get to my master's degree, I want to um, dabble in music therapy. That would be awesome. Which, yeah, because, I mean, I thought about it for a while, and I was like, I don't want, I don't want to be a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> nothing against them but I was like I don't have the emotional capacity to be a therapist like I can't even handle my own things um though I mean funny thing I do give all my friends advice and then I don't take my own advice um but that's that's for something else but I mean I play all the time um I have juries coming up next week which is like a graded performance but I've been so sick I haven't been practicing <sighs> but music is like my favorite thing ever and it's really helped me. Um, I built a lot of friends um, in orchestra and everything. And I, it has helped me with trick because both of my hands are busy doing something. So if I'm playing my instruments and I'm in the zone and I'm like, yes, I'm just playing and I'm making great music and I'm fine. But there are some times where I'll get to the practice room and I'll get my instrument out and then I'll just sit down and like start pulling and then not get to my instrument. And then that has set me back sometime like Tuesday night I set aside two hours to practice and then I pushed it off so then it, instead of it being like three to five it was four to six and then I got down there and I pulled my hair from four to five and then practiced from five to six so I mean trick does get in the way of a lot of things um and I've tried not to let it get in the way of music because that's like my everything <laughs> i don't want the one um i like practicing i don't want to not practice um but i mean i, I really hope that i can be um a performer I, i'd love to go around and, and play music for everybody i i write i arrange um even if i don't like make it to like the big leagues like teaching um music lessons playing at local symphonies music therapy, maybe anything that has to do with that, I'm absolutely down to do. That's wonderful. Now, you mentioned getting into like the zone when you play an instrument. Do you find that like zone is similar when you kind of get into the pulling zone? Like, I feel like trance, like, do you feel the same? Yes. And then I, it's like, 
I don't want to say out of body, but I think you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like it it is a trance, like you said, because like there's sometimes like I'll zone out, like I'll like hyper fixate on like my cowboy hat on my dresser or something, and I'll just be going, and I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, I can't stop, but like mm-hmm. like I'm half conscious, like mm-hmm. I kind of know what's going on, but I not really paying attention to what's going on um and that happens when i'm playing too there's no uh self-service where um where the practice rooms are um so half the time when i like i forget how long i've been down there playing and i come upstairs and i have missed calls from my mom she's like what were you doing for five hours i was like mm-hmm, nothing <laughs> i was practicing what do you think i'm in school for <laughs> mm-hmm. What are some of the tips that you have either learned or you've given, you know, the tips to someone else in that kind of group scenario that you mentioned on Facebook? What are some tips that have maybe worked for you? Um, I don't like fidget toys. I will say that. I, I have this one cute little fun ring, but for the most part, I don't like fidget toys. What's helped me the most is like, this is going to sound silly, but like putting a Band-Aid on my finger. Um, I mean, sometimes, like, I figured that out on accident. Nobody told me this one. I bit my nail so short that it was bleeding. So I put a Band-Aid on my finger, and then I couldn't, like, grab my hair. So I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, you know this, this works. This is fun. But then it got in the way of music because I couldn't feel where I put my finger. So I was like, I'm going to run out of Band-Aids. Um I think the the biggest thing I do like most of the time is I wear a bandana because I'm not lazy, but it's so much effort to have to retie it. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather, I just like to just tie it and then leave it on. And then if I like take it off, I have to retie it. You can't like just flip it back on. It messes everything up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have a bunch of bandanas and hats in my closet, um, but even with a hat on, if I wear a hat in my room, just take it off. But Mm -hmm. with a bandana, it's like, I have to untie it. Uh. (laughs) But it's true, like, um, the grooming aspect of trick, like, the fact that we don't want to mess up the hair after we take the bandana or move it, like, if I'm pulling from, like, my favorite spot, which is back here, and I have a ponytail in, like, I'm taking that ponytail out and I'm redoing it, like, 17 times. Like, every time I touch it, I'm like, redo. No, because I can put my hair up in a little ponytail like that, Mm -hmm. but if I mess with it, I got to take it out and I got to redo it again, and it's just, it's, like, it's easier to just leave it alone at that point. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't work all the time because there's going to be some days where I'm like, no, I just, I got to... Um, but most, the majority of the time it's worked. This isn't really a, a tip, but I haven't pulled it all the last couple of days because I've been sleeping because I'm sick. <laughs> I mean, if you're sleeping, you can't pull. <laughs> that's, that's just a joke. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I like literally wrote a, like a post about it. So I was like, Hey, that's great. Like I'm, you know, sick as a dog. Like laying down, taking all this medicine. And I'm like, oh, well, now you want to take a break? Like the trick. I'm like, now you don't want me to just right. like actively come on. 
give me some other breaks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then um, I guess back to the grooming aspect, like when I use like the root spray on my like spots, I don't touch my hair because I'm like super afraid that I'm going to mess it up. But then at the same time, I only use it when I go out because I'm like, this is like $10 bottle. I cannot waste this. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a college student. I don't have money. I can't like afford <laughs> to be buying a bottle every week because I want to use it. And then it, the one time that I did use it, like, as a method to not touch, I'd get, like, the red dust all over mm. my fingers, and then it was all over my pillows. Um, mm. I, so I'm really good about not pulling in public because of that. Mm. I don't want to get, like, the dust all over my fingers, but, like, in my room, ponytail or bandana. Mm hmm Yes. Um, so let me ask you this. When you, during your pulling journey, um, have you had moments where you've kind of like noticed yourself either pulling a lot less or almost like not pulling often, you know, like maybe a, a moment of like recession, like you're not really doing it as much. I think when I first moved to college is the one that's most fresh in my mind because I was just so busy. I didn't have time to do anything. Um, and then, you know, um, I guess, you know what I could say? major issues in my life have have been what triggered it um i don't necessarily pull when i'm stressed it kind of comes with boredom but life changes are what trigger it like with the recession so um i had been pulling a lot um right before i moved out um and then like the first couple weeks of college i stopped and i was like this is silly. This is funny. Um, what? Um, but then shortly after I had that realization that I didn't do it anymore is when it came back. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, really? And then I started thinking um, that this has happened before. I've had recessions of two or three weeks that I didn't pull. And then I started pulling again when I realized I hadn't been pulling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was Isn't like, that great? Yeah, I was like, girl, girl, why? Girl, why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> no, it is, it's so true. And it's it's a real pain, I'll tell you what. Like, I want to be happy for these eyelashes, not be like, look at them. And then the next day, like, they're gone. The whole thing. Yeah. Like, what's oh, or so me, like, in the mirror, like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so when I had top surgery in um, March, I was bedridden for, like, a week. And I had, like, a little, like, spiky hair like it was so cute because I had shaved my head like a couple weeks before surgery because I was like I'm not gonna sit in that hospital bed and pull all my hair out um um so like when I got home I would just sit there and like I couldn't pull I couldn't pick my hands up because like of the scars so I'd like like put my head down like to try to like play with my hair and I was like this is awful <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, but then I got like kind of obsessed with like the feeling of like shavedness. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, where I was going with this is I was so happy because I was like, oh, there's a weight off my chest, literally. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so nice. And my hair looks nice and boyish. And then, because it was starting to grow out again. And then I was like, eh, nope. Because I acknowledged that it looked nice. Is it gonna be gone again? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And I I I put so much effort into that because like I said, I had to like go like this because I couldn't <laughs> lift my arms up. <laughs> yeah. So like how do you deal 
so how do you deal with the relapse? You know, when you do, you notice it and then it happens and you're like, oh, you know, how do you, how do you get yourself back to like the positive attitude that you have? <laughs> it's really hard. Um, you know, Chloe and my friend Caden, um, I had a bad relapse the other night and both of them were like, do you actually want to cut your hair? Are you going to regret this? And I was like, <laughs> so how I, how I deal with my relapses is I cut my hair. <laughs> uh, unless my friends are like, no, you're going to regret it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut my hair. This is like the first time that I had a bad relapse where I had to just deal with it. Like, I mean, I did cut it, but I, like when I mean cut it, I mean like, I was going to shave everything off. Oh. Um, so this is a new experience for me because usually I just shaved it all off and I'm like, I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, I mean, it's been really hard, um, like full, like all honesty, it's been really hard to get back into a positive mindset about it because like two, two or three days ago, I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I hate this. But then uh, um, I, this morning I was like, oh, I have my talk. Well, really, midnight last night. And I was like, I have my talk. <laughs> um, and then I started thinking positive about it. Um, and I, it was just like the fact that I was going to talk to you and get to like share with people. Um, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I didn't start feeling positive until I realized that I have a voice um, to help people and that I should I can just be honest about it instead of like wallowing in my misery in my bed like crying because my friends won't let me cut my hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, it was funny the other day i had like a, a big relapse with my eyelashes that's like i'm struggling with the hair but the eyelashes they're just so literally in your face that like i see them every second um and so i was like my boyfriend dan i'm like dan i'm just tired of this like i'm just, I'm just like done i gotta be done with this and then i'm like wait i actually have like a mental illness like this is like what like <laughs> yeah I'm actually, I actually have a disorder. Like I can't, my brain right at this moment when I'm like, I'm done with it. Like, yeah, that's not my mental illness. Like when I'm pulling, I'm literally go, like I have a different brain and I'm like, Barbara, what? Like, why would I even say that? Like, you know what I mean? It just gets myself, I get all worked up. So I'm like, wait, can I acknowledge that? Like, this is literally a disorder. Like you don't have to stop. Like it's okay. Like it was just so random. But I was like, oh, I know. Like I'm done for good. Really? How many times have we, you know, said that to ourselves? Yeah. No, I do it all the time. I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm not ill anymore. And then, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> really ill, like for like a long time. For me, like 20 years. So I'm like, literally, my uh, two thirds of my life, I'm ill. Um, let's let's start accepting this and like not be weird. Um. So like, what? This is a good one. I love this question. What's the best part of having trick? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Definitely the friends I've made. Like, is that a common answer? Like most people? Oh, some people say like the um, being able to be themselves and yeah, being open and honest, which does invite, you know, stronger and like new friendships. Yeah, I think it's definitely the friends I've made because I mean, I'm going to bring up one like the seventh time that I'm trans, I'm so used to hiding everything. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I'm not saying like being open and honest is the biggest part because I was just so used to hiding everything. Um, but even more so than like the dysphoria, um, it's 
friends because I have my best friend, but all my other friends would like just come and go and it's weird. And then I got, I got like, I got to college and I was like, friends, friends. <laughs> um, but th that was also because like online and, you know, I reached out to a lot of people um, who also have trick um, and yeah. I really, yeah, I love, I love all my trick friends. <laughs> I love that. They're I like the sweetest can... people. Mm -hmm. And there's, there is something to be said about being friends with someone who gets it. Like a hundred percent. They're like, you get me. What else is there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You like know? I'll be like having a bad day and like start to ramble about something. And then I like stop the ramble. I was like, no, you, you get it. You're fine. Like I don't have to explain <laughs> Because I don't make sense. Like, if I'm upset and I'm trying to talk about something, I don't make sense. So it's nice to have someone to be like, oh, you get it. I don't have to explain why I'm sad. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I would say this will be probably our last question, unless you have anything you want to share after. Um, okay. But is there any part of your journey that you would change? That I would change? Hmm. I think I would change that I just let my dad say, no, you don't have that when I was like eight years old. Like, I wish I like snuck onto his computer in the middle of the night and like did my research and trying to figure out what, what was going on. I wish I didn't just let it go away because I feel like if I had started trying to understand what was going on back then, I would be better off now, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's like great. if I had tried to understand what was going on, like with my mental health um, when I was younger and trying to um, tell my parents, like really press it on them that this is an issue instead of just giving up on it, um, mm -hmm. that I'd be better off. But I mean, I, that's, that's it's hard to think of something that I would change aside from that. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I'm, I think that's a fabulous answer. And I think Aiden, you're awesome. I've like really, really enjoyed talking with you. Um, thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we kind of wrap up? Um, I was gonna, I was gonna um, say that I'm very happy that I got to talk to you because um, I don't see a lot of men that um, talk about their struggles. So um, I, I like that that I can be open, open here with you. That's really great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I know, you know. It's going to be on Spotify. It'll be on Instagram. I know it's just going to be, um, you know, eye-opening for people and an inspiration for them to be more honest and open. So once the conversation goes, hopefully more people want to join in. So thank you, Aiden, so much. Thank you.